All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday, January the 27th of 2021. Today, we have a big day because we had to get a little extra ready this morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have another television shoot coming up later on this morning. We are modern day television stars. Uh, (laughs) Modern day. And this is going to be a deal coming up for the Super Bowl. So it's only the most the most watched event of the entire year. Uh-huh. Thank you for reminding me. So is that what you're going to wear? Brandon, <laughs> I'm wearing what you're wearing. You did your hair today. Thank you. I can for, tell. Mm-hmm. What time did you wake up to? <laughs> I got up seven hours ago. No, and I also brought this because you know how you get mad at me whenever I have to go home and recurl my hair yeah. because my hair didn't stay? I brought my chi today so um, I wouldn't have to, to waste time. That's great. Well, typically you try to leave right before we have to do something major. That is true. (laughs) Gotta go. Like, where are you going? People are about to arrive. They're going to be setting up and you're not here. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of excited about a Super Bowl deal. It's my first appearance in the Super Bowl. don't. (laughs) I get to make my first appearance. I was always hoping for that. You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be like Troy Aikman or something like that. Right, the quarterback. Yeah, but it didn't really work out yeah. for me like that. Mm-hmm. I'm also wondering if maybe I should hold a football like I do for the elite men's health stuff in the A-State football games. Mm. Because everybody gets a kick out of how I do that. Do you, you don't and the hold face it. I make. Because mm-hmm. I'm juggling the ball back and forth. Right. And it feels like it's going on for an hour and a half. Yes. But it's and, only like 1.1 seconds. No, for real, sometimes they leave it up for a minute. And it's like all the B-roll footage, all the extra footage. And then I see people who look at it and they kind of smile and then they look at me to see my reaction. Did they have to loop it because you could only like toss it back and forth like twice? So they had to to, like boomerang it. I did have to ask them how I'm supposed to do this. Rob Taylor got his money worth on that elite deal. I'm telling you, man, they've run that thing (laughs) Uh all the time. And it feels like it's a seven minute commercial. If you've been to A-State football, you've probably seen that. So again, today's January the 27th. It is National Chocolate Cake Day. Which sounds pretty good. It's also uh, National Geographic Day. I know you want to celebrate that today, don't you? I did as a kid. (laughs) My grandparents had it. My dad would always hide it from me and my brother. Heck yeah. It's the first glimpse. That's your first glimpse. Like, wait a minute. (laughs) What the heck is happening here? Right. But who got that? Who got the science magazines? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it was normally grandparents. That, Reader's Digest, and something else. There's nothing else. Yeah. Like, I'm over here. I could either read highlights or I could look at the figures in National Geographic. I'll go we National Geographic. Yeah, 100%. It's also, um, I don't know if this is a good one or not, uh, but it's great if you've had a child and, and you want to feed your child naturally. It is World Pumping Day. Oh, be okay. pumping. Yeah. All right. If you know what I'm talking about. Okay. I had a conversation. That's not a bad word. But no, okay. no. Breast. Okay. Well, when you just say it weirdly like that, it makes it sound weird. But I had a conversation with a friend of mine uh, a couple of weeks ago who I haven't talked to in a little over a year probably. And his wife just had a baby and he was talking about feeding the baby and stuff. And I asked the awkward question. She pumping? No. <laughs> who asks that? <laughs> She pumping. She, hey man, is she pumping? Because I was so intrigued by that. Wow. It's almost like you went to a dairy farm. Right. <laughs> but that's just what they did. I yeah. don't know, man. Mm. Thankfully, dudes don't have to do that, I don't think. No. Anyway, we'll celebrate today on World Bee Pumping Day. Let's throw one back on 
on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1997 and Kevin Sharp had the number one song in country music on this day. Like a clown I put on a show The pain is real even if nobody knows And I'm crying inside And nobody knows it this was my favorite song in 1997. Why didn't I say the things I need to say? How could I let my so sad but just keep thinking about the love that we had and I'm missing you and nobody knows it but me must have been a sad little boy in 1997 <laughs> this was my favorite so depressing I haven't heard the song in forever somehow I still remember the words isn't it weird how that works out Kevin Sharp was bald. Shout out to him. <laughs> How blue can I get? You can ask my heart. Just like a jigsaw puzzle, it's been torn all apart. A million words couldn't say just. Loving you still The nights are lonely The days are so sad And I just keep thinking about The love that we had And I'm missing you And nobody knows it but me Kevin Sharp, man, it's Nobody Knows Nobody Nights are Kevin Sharp, man, ninety-seven rocks. Brandon, I don't, I don't think he's with us any longer. So I mean, I guess you can still shout him out. But... Shout out. Okay. Kevin Sharp, nobody knows. Number one on this day in nineteen ninety-seven. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Let me try it again. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I don't know why you're nodding your head like that. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> it's, it's similar. Yeah, you sound Is it more just drawn out? like him. All right, all right, all right. Something like that. Anyway, news on Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer Lopez coming up here in just a few seconds. But first, y'all, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good. Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. All right, all right, all right. If you're a fan of Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer yes. Lopez, they are back together. I love this. You know the whole movie, The Wedding Planner? One of my favorites. Well, they're celebrating the anniversary of The Wedding Planner. Can you believe it was 20 years ago mm. that movie came out? So good. It's 
pretty crazy, right? So they had chemistry, and everybody thought they had chemistry, and mm-hmm. they looked good on camera together and all that kind of stuff. If you go to J-Lo's Instagram, you can see that J-Lo and Matthew zoomed together and reminisced on what it was like to film the movie, the chemistry, and the fun they had. They describe it as a nice rapport and nice chemistry. And they say they were kind of in the beginning of, of the really uh, big point of their careers as their careers were really about to take off. It was 20 years ago in movies, and you get to see them just kind of kick back and have fun together. Jennifer Lopez, go check it out. It's on her Instagram profile. Got you gossip on Paris Hilton. So just last year, Paris opened up in an interview about how one of her best friends, Kim Kardashian, inspired her to freeze her eggs. Well, fast forward to today. Paris is in a really good place. She and her boyfriend just celebrated their one-year anniversary. His name is Carter Ream. He's an entrepreneur. And according to Paris, they're taking the next step to start a family. On a recent podcast, Paris said that she is starting IVF treatments in the hopes of having a child. Goes on to say she's with her dream guy. They're talking about planning a wedding. They have baby names picked out. And she's just really excited to finally take this next step in her life of having a family. So Paris Hilton working to make sure the Hilton legacy continues. And got you gossip on the rock. Have you seen the trailers yet for young rock? No. So they're doing this TV show based on the life of the rock. When he was a kid, of course the rock's dad was Rocky Johnson. He was a wrestler and the rock was raised in a very unusual setting with the whole idea of professional wrestling and these giants and larger than life men and moving and all that different stuff. So young rock is going to chronicle Dwayne Johnson's life at the ages of 10, 15, and at the age of 20. And then they're going to fast forward in an episode to the year of 2032, where Young Rock, Dwayne Johnson, is running for president. So is he kind of tipping his, uh, is it hats? Like saying, hey, maybe. Foreshadowing, maybe. Foreshadowing that, you know, coming up here down the road in 11 years or so, we might see Dwayne Johnson doing that. The cool thing about this show, especially if you're a wrestling fan and if you remember Rocky Johnson who wrestled around here and actually lived around here at one point, is it kind of gives you those throwback deals. And you see The Rock in the formative stages, and of course he's going to poke a lot of fun at himself and his family as well. Young Rock premieres on NBC coming up on February the 16th. If you haven't seen the trailers, there's a couple of those out there that are pretty funny to watch. And Rosario Dawson is going to make some appearances with The Rock as well. So... Kind of a cool thing. If you're a big wrestling fan, you can check out Young Rock on NBC on February the 16th. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we got you guys. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So uh, you played a song this morning and I was trying to figure out where have I heard this song before? So you played a song. It's by uh, Kevin Sharp. Yeah, Nobody number knows. One, 1997 on the same. I just right. figured out where I've heard that song before. Sometimes it takes me a minute to figure things out. No. Maybe more than a minute. Maybe no. sometimes an hour or maybe right. even days. Yeah, it's been 30 minutes. Uh-huh. But it just hit me. Why? Why? And I knew every word. And I was like, but I don't know this version. I don't, I've never heard this version. Right. Okay. Now, know I know the Kevin is? Sharp version. Okay. There's another version. And it's the Tony Rich Project. Okay. Do you remember that? Let me see if I have it. Tony Rich. Yes. It seems like I remember it being a crossover, but I don't. I wouldn't have known Tony Rich. And I can't Let's remember, see, um, but I knew every word, and I was like, "What is that?" I think that's what it is. Okay, so we played the country version, which goes like this: Like a clown, I put on a show. That's the one I remember. Yeah, that's the one that was my favorite song of '97. Yes, <laughs> old sad Brandon. But there was a different version in '97. No, I think I have I think. it. You want to try it? Yeah. See if this brings back memories too. The night's so long. Yeah. The days are so this is the one you know. Yeah. Just keep thinking about the love that we had And I 
this is why you knew every word and had yeah. never heard yeah. the Kevin Sharp version. Isn't that version. crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. I carry a smile yeah. when I'm broken in two. Oh. And I'm nobody without someone like you. I'm trembling inside. What ever happened to Tony? I don't know. Nobody knows it but me. Is it Tony Robbins Project? No. <laughs> yeah. No? This is not Tony Robbins. Oh. Songs had more airplay today than it has in <laughs> 24 years. There you go. The Tony Robbins Project. No. <laughs> Nobody knows. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, morning, everybody. Happy National Bee Pumping Day today. Brandon, it's you a big can day for all you pumpers out there. You can say the word. You're acting like you're saying. All you moms out there who are currently pumping, those of you that pumped in the past, we salute you today. Breast pumping, guys. Real men of genius. <laughs> That's you. We salute you. Uh-huh. So, pump it. I, I'm just, I'm confused why you're celebrating. Like, are y'all, That's do y'all a, have a newborn or a... No. It's world of uh, bee pumping. Is Kai day. still breastfeeding? Pe- no, no, I don't think so. He's 11. Okay. A little old for that. Thing. Yeah. Um, Whatever so, your family does. <laughs> I don't know what you guys so, do at your house. Um, I'm just confused. That's really nice of you. Yeah. I'm supporting. I mean, it's very a, supportive. It's a great deal. It's a great invention. Well, yeah. I was very intrigued by it. I remember like, wait, what yeah, is this? I used one myself. You did? Mm-hmm. How'd that go? It was, uh, I don't want to do it again. Yeah. Is it painful? Not necessarily. It's not fun. Why is it not fun? Uh, did you ever see your wife using a breast pump? I wanted to watch every time. I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) you feel very, um, I like to be in a room by myself. Oh, it's just kind of like, well, here we are. We'll keep to a machine. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. Okay. When's the last time you did that? Uh, it's been, it's been a minute. Actually, my son is 18 tomorrow. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a so moment. Like 15 years or so. <laughs> Keep them active. <clears throat> uh, you know how sometimes like you saw the Dr. Fauci stuff and you kind of felt bad for him because Trump was kind of mean to him and Fauci's trying to give good information to America and Trump was like, no, 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 this is wrong. <laughs> so there were points where I was like, man, you know, I kind of felt bad for a little Fauci. Yeah. And for a second, people had crushes on him. Yeah. Did you? No, but it was funny. I think that people were like Dr. Fauci. Because he was smart. Yeah, and he, he was yeah. kind of the, the leading edge, you know, of, of coronavirus nationally. And, you know, we have Shane Spites here locally. So a lot of people have crushes on him, too. They, I'm pretty sure together. Brad Pitt is going to imitate Shane Spites because he imitated Fauci. I think Shane Spites is next. Yeah, we're going to do that at yeah. a homecoming game or something like that. So uh, Fauci, though, if you felt sorry for him, let me give you one reason that you should be like, hey, it's okay. Even though he kind of got beat up a little bit, he did okay in 2020. Dr. Anthony Fauci is the highest paid federal employee in the country. Dr. Fauci makes more than the vice president of the United States. 
Dr. Anthony Fauci makes more money than the president of the United States. So you're saying he's going to be okay. He's going to be just fine. Dr. Fauci has an annual salary of $417,908. So the president makes $400,000 a year. The vice president makes $235,000 a year. Dr. Fauci made 417,000 bucks. Y'all, you pay me f- that much, 417,000 bucks, you can discredit me all day long. Exactly. You can be as mean to me as you want. 417,000 bucks, I will take it. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So if you've ever had your car towed, you may feel sorry for this guy, but he's a moron and he's going to jail. Listen okay. to this. 30-year-old Amy Ongo lives in Cocoa, Florida, and a company called Car Store Towing recently towed him. Well, Amy decided he was going to get back at him, and he did all right. A few days later, after they towed him, he went back and he stole the tow truck. Oh, my gosh. So they reported it stolen, and a police officer spotted him driving it on the highway a few hours later. Wasn't, wasn't hard to find. Yeah. But he admitted he stole the truck to get revenge on the company for towing his car. But they also found drugs on him. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's facing charges for grand theft auto and possession of a controlled substance. But speaking of getting your car towed, what's bigger than a tow truck? Ooh, I don't know. What's bigger than a tow truck? A foot truck. (laughs) I will see myself out. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Myself included. Yeah. (laughs) Brandon Baxter in the morning. So a new survey has found there are some things about winter that people enjoy. Okay. Now, if you look at the four seasons, typically winter is more than likely going to be the least favorite. Right. You're going to hear people say, I love summer because of the beach and the pool. I love spring because everything's blooming. I love fall because the leaves are turning Mm -hmm. and it's pretty and orange and stuff like that. But a lot of people say winter, eh, especially in the south where we don't get a lot of snow, even though we are seeing some snowfall today. So the favorite things about winter for people who enjoy it are having a hot cup of chocolate or coffee. That's great. Yeah. Which that is good, Mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, even though we drink coffee in the summer, it tastes better when it's cold. They say that people love going outside to watch the first snowfall, mm-hmm. which today we're actually <laughs> we just experiencing. did that. They say that people really love sitting by the fire at night, and you can normally only do that in the winter. I don't typically recommend sitting by the fire in the middle of summer. No. <laughs> Let's build a fire. Yeah. Uh, building a snowman is something else. People enjoy the holidays that are around the winter time. Uh, there's also more eating done in the winter because we wear heavier clothes mm-hmm. and they're more baggy. Yep. And they say we make more desserts and things of that nature. People love skiing and snowboarding. You ever been skiing? Uh, No. Never. I've been once. I was afraid of it. My grandfather took all of the grandkids in about 92, I think 93, and I was scared to go. Hmm. I was afraid I'd break a leg or something. Yeah. And then I remembered the story of uh, Sonny Bono. Oh, and then you were like, no, I'm not going. No, because you see all the things. Mm-hmm. All those things are people going skiing and, and you know falling and hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. You watch America's Funniest Home Videos. If somebody's on the ski slopes, they're getting yeah, hurt. you're right. So ice skating is something else people enjoy. And, of course, as we mentioned, hot drinks on a cold day. Mm. So there are some things enjoyable about winter. Brandon Baxter in the morning. 
All right, get up and get moving Wednesday morning. And y'all, Kelly Perry, well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. So about a year ago, Jason Aldean and the guys of Florida Georgia Line jumped into the whiskey business by launching Wolf Moon Bourbon. So to celebrate, Jason is going to do a stripped-down virtual concert tomorrow, and some fans are going to get to join him on screen. It's free, but you have to reserve your place, so they're going to randomly select some people for the VIP experience, and that includes kind of hanging out with Jason virtually after the show. All of the information is on Jason Aldean's Instagram page. We also have it up on the Brandon Baxter in the Morning blog. So Morgan Wallen is huge right now. Yes. We've talked about that. And of course, his mullet is one of the things that people reference often, including Blake Shelton, who, well, was the king of the mullet in the early 2000s. I mean, he had the full-on mullet. And he's joking about Morgan Wallen's mullet, saying, hey, man, I mean, that's kind of not even really a mullet. Because Blake says if it's a real mullet, it will go halfway down your back. Oh. So he says that Morgan Wallen has some growing to do if he wants to really rock the mullet. So believe it or not, it's been two years of marital bliss for Miranda Lambert and Brendan McLaughlin. So they celebrated their wedding anniversary yesterday. She shared an image from her settling down video shoot and captioned it, two years hitched. He also posted a picture of her in an apron that jokes about using ball mason jars for canning season. He wrote, happy anniversary to this amazing woman. You can see both of the tributes. We have them up on the Brandon Baxter in the morning blog. It doesn't feel like they've been married two years. I know. It seems like it's about a year. That's crazy. We've lost the entire last year (laughs) of our lives. If you haven't heard Miranda's new song, it's called Settling Down. Again, you can check out those photos, the anniversary photos on the blog this morning. That's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy yeah. birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Wednesday, January the 27th of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Seth Mitchell, who uh, celebrates today. Madison Happy Gregory of Gosnell has a birthday. Jennifer Graham in Harrisburg. Jimmy Guthrie. Happy birthday. Clint Hartsfield of Paragool. Lisa Reed of Jonesboro has a birthday. Robin Dollar is celebrating today. Harriet Adams of Jonesboro. Happy birthday. And a special happy birthday goes out to Kai Gartman who's turning seven years old in Jonesboro today. Happy birthday, Kai. Happy birthday. And the crazy thing about Kai Gartman is he's a part of the modern-day Brady Bunch. What do you mean? It's the Gartman Bunch. They're basically going to try to recreate (laughs) the Brady Bunch with their family. No way. Yeah, it's the Gartman Bunch. Here's a story of a man named Gartman 
Anyway. Who was bringing up three Sorry, very lovely girls. Anyway. All of them had hair of gold. Like, like their, their mother. mother. The youngest one. Happy birthday to Kai Gartman, who turned seven years old today. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Hannah Teeter is 34. She's a snowboarding superstar, earned a gold medal for the U.S. in 2006 Winter Olympics. Rosamund Pike is 42. That's the star of Gone Girl. Jake Pavelka is 43. That's uh, He was on The Bachelorette and Dancing with the Stars. Pat Noswalt is 52. That's Spence on King of Queens and the narrator on The Goldbergs. It's also little-known fact that's our buddy Willow's Walt's brother. Really? So, Will, I did not realize that. Willow works here. It's his brother. Happy birthday to Patton. <laughs> Happy birthday today to Bridget Fonda, who is 57. She was in Single White Female. Yep. Mimi Rogers is 65. That's Mrs. Kensington in the first Austin Power. She was also Tom Cruise's first wife from 87 to 90. And happy birthday today to Tracy Lawrence, who is 53. All right. If the world had a front porch like we did back then, we'd still have our problems, but we'd all be friends. Treating your neighbor like he's your next of wouldn't be gone with the wind. Tracy Lawrence. Like we did back then. Tracy Lawrence is turning 53 today. My little Texas tornado. It's my nickname. Blowing me away again. I swore it wouldn't happen again. But I looked at you and then. I'm like a tumbleweed oh, wow. in a wild west Texas wind. You like that one? Tracy Lawrence celebrating today. Time marches on. Time marches on. There's nothing we can do about it, is there? Is the sisters wearing rouge and clear complexion soap? Sisters using rouge <laughs> and clear complexion soap. Brothers wearing beads and he smokes a lot of dope. Mama is depressed, barely makes a sound. Daddy's got a girlfriend in another town. Hey, well, I won't like a rolling stone. I was doing the Hank Williams part. And time marches on. Time marches on. Should we go one more? I think so. The south moves north. The north moves south. A star is born. A star burns out. Stays the same as everything changes. Everything changes. Tracy Lawrence, can we do one more? Find out who your friends are. Somebody's gonna drop everything. Run out and crank up their car. Hit the gas, get that fast, and stop the thing. What's in it for me? Or it's way too far. They just show on up. With a big old heart. If you find out who your friends are, what friend could you depend on to be there in a blink of an eye? 
Nobody. <laughs> oh, you were asking me? That's rude. You're so rude. Oh, you didn't answer. But let one of those rocks give way, then you slide back down, look up and see who's around there. Think about your friends, man. The good ones are real ones. This ain't where the road comes to an end. Uh-huh. This ain't where the bandwagon stops. Oh, no. This is just one of those times when Come on now. a lot of folks jump off. You find out who your friends are. Somebody's gonna drop everything. Run out and crank up their car. Hit the gas, get there fast, and stop to think what's in it for me. Or it's way too far They just show on up With that big old heart You find out who your friends are Happy birthday to my good friend Tracy Lawrence Who turns 53 today Brandon Baxter in the morning All right, get up, get moving Welcome to Wednesday morning The K-Fine Breakfast Club is powered by Families Inc. Counseling Services, Danny Kapalis joins us this morning. Jonesboro Parks and Rec, he is the big dog out there. Kind of like Roman Reigns in the WWE, yeah. Danny Kapalis. Yeah. He refers to himself as the big dog. Does he? Danny, <laughs> how are you this morning? Good morning. Thank y'all for having me. Hey, man. Always good to talk to you about all the stuff that you guys do. Uh, for the citizens of the city of Jonesboro and the people who get to take part in all of the different activities, you know, I think so many people have looked through this pandemic over the course of almost a year and we're like, man, we got to stay active. We got to make sure the kids stay active because virtual schooling and maybe they're not around as many people as they were in the past. They need an outlets. And the great thing is sports and what you guys do is a great outlet for kids. Absolutely. We, you know, we keep saying socially distanced, but we we want to really try to uh, stay more like physically distant. We want people just to kind of keep separation, mm-hmm. but still get out, uh, be able to socialize with uh, folks, but get outside, you know, utilize our trail system. We've got a, a wonderful trail system out of Craig at Forest Park, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be hard surface trail, the chat trail, or, or even the, the 20 miles worth of hiking and biking trails. Uh, it's a great asset to Jonesboro just to be able to get out and utilize that, that location. Seems like every couple of months we hear about new projects that you all are tackling. Like there's new visions and and new grant money that comes in, and it seems like you're always looking for ways to improve what already are great parks in the city. Absolutely, uh, you know that's one of the things about Jonesboro. It's it's not just what we're trying to do within the parks department. It's what we're trying to do as as a city as a whole. It's uh, you know all the citizens. I've, I've got an open door policy where you know anybody that that has an idea, they are free to come to me and talk to me about it. And I get a lot of great suggestions. And we, we look for those ideas. We look for things that, that people are, are wanting to do and, and want to change. And, uh, you know, we're looking at trail systems. Uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, updating our tennis courts. We're looking at uh, City Water and Light Park right now downtown. If, uh, if you haven't been out there lately, you'll notice that there's a new sidewalk getting put around that park. So there'll actually be a complete loop all the way around that park for you to be able to walk. And then later on this year, we're going to be adding uh, workout equipment to it. So that way there'll be a park in the middle of downtown Jonesboro that actually has a walking track with workout equipment. I think that's one of the great things about you guys. You're always looking for ways to make it better. And, and, you know, we talk about all the different uh, athletic events and all the different things that you guys do, the programming you have for 
young people, kind of what is the focus right now with the Jonesboro Parks and Rec Department? You know, right now we're in the middle of basketball, which has been uh, been very entertaining to, uh, to to go through. But it's been great for the kids to be able to to get out and play basketball. It's just uh, just a lot of work uh, to make sure we keep people safe. But hey, I'm fortunate enough, we're uh, we're getting to the point that uh, the outdoor sports are going to start back up soon. So we're looking at soccer, softball, baseball. Those activities are going to start back up. Uh, also, you've got tennis. So anytime you want to uh, register or even look for any activity we have, uh, we we put all our registered activities on jonesboro.org. So it's it's really easy to go to our website, uh, jump on there, and find out uh, what we're registering for right now. And we do all our, our registration online now. So when you look at people who can go and, and get signed up to do the activities, kind of what are the age ranges that you guys uh, like to see involved? You know, we really focus on on youth. Uh, we start around the age four. Uh, we'll go through age eighteen with just about everything that we do. So, do you guys have plenty of coaches? I know that there was a year where I got to go out and be a guest soccer coach for a team at one point, and you know, it was more of kind of like just being there as moral support. Brandon, um, don't be modest. It changed lives. Hey, I did run into a guy walked into a store and he said, "You were my soccer coach when I was like, you know, seven or something like that." <laughs> But anyway, that maybe we might need to get you back out there again. That'd yeah, be a yeah. wonderful thing. Get you back on the field. Well, but now we always need coaches. Uh, that that's uh, there's never enough coaches to do what we need to do. Uh, you know, talking about a program that uh, when when we are running full, when we're not dealing with the, the issue that we're in the middle of right now, mm-hmm. uh, we have around twelve thousand children participating in our programs. So we really need uh, any good volunteer coaches that we can get. So again, for the parents who are listening this morning, maybe taking kids to school, maybe their kids want to play baseball or soccer or tennis or softball or something like that. Uh, you mentioned you want people to be physically distant. How are you making sure that uh, people can be as safe as possible while they're still taking part in your activities? You know, we, we follow the uh, CDC guidelines. We just make sure that uh, that everything we do follows uh, under their, their guidelines and directives. And just try to help uh, uh, promote that throughout the activities that we do. How much more difficult is that now that we're sitting here and going through this? As far as the department and you know manpower, I would assume that's a lot more difficult than it's been in years past. It is. It's you know every activity we do, we have to, to at least double the staff uh, because you're you're cleaning. If you're looking at basketball games, every time you, you finish a game. You're clearing the facility. You're sanitizing before you bring the next group of people in. Wow. Uh, you know, in years past, it was groups were on top of each group, and, and you didn't have to worry about it until the end of the uh, end of the night doing a cleanup. Now you're cleaning, you know, four times a night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. And, again, if people want to find out more about all of the different uh, events and things that you guys do and the activities that you do, the best spot to go get the information. Jonesboro.org is is the city website, and just look for uh, youth sports. All right. I'm talking later on this morning around 8.05. We're going to have your new boss, Mayor Copenhaver, on the show. Is there anything you would like for me to push through for you today in front of people to where he can't tell you no? (laughs) No, we we, we are are, are in a great spot right now. I think he is... uh, uh, really uh, looking at quality of life and uh, uh, really proud to have uh, him as my boss at this point. Is there any truth to the fact that on Monday mornings during the, the, the head of the department's meetings that he sings for everybody to kick it off? 
At this point, he has not, okay. uh, but you might want to promote that. A duet with Brandon Baxter. No, not me. He's oh. at his, he has I his quartet. Great. Yes, oh. I, goes, I can see that happening. All right, we'll work on that. I want him to serenade all of you employees who work wow. so hard. And again, you guys are working hard. Everybody in the city is working hard during this pandemic, and we appreciate what you do. Absolutely. Danny Capalis, so have a great morning, man. You too. All right, again, jonesboro.org to find out all about that. Danny Capalis with Jonesboro Parks and Rec on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. I'm here, and I've got Mayor Copenhaver right here with me. How are you this morning, so, Bill Campbell? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Man, we're doing good. It's good. been a minute since we've talked to you. Let's go ahead and catch up real quick. Uh, life okay. for you, new administration, all good? Yeah. In, in fact, uh, shockingly good. These guys didn't walk in the door looking for the men's room. They, they came in ready to, to, <laughs> to do business, and... Mayor Copenhaver and and Brian Richardson and Tony Taylor. I mean, they these guys have got business going. Tony Thomas, they've got business going on right now. So uh, it's it's impressive to be a part of, and I'm I'm proud to be on the team. For twenty bucks right now, you 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 vow twenty bucks to me. I'll tell him how great you've been during the whole pandemic. Wow. Well, he's he. You're on speaker, and oh. he's hearing it. So you're gonna have <laughs> one thing. You're gonna have to up. You're gonna have to lower the price. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, man! Thanks for connecting us this morning. Absolutely. Here's here's Mayor Copenhaver. Mayor, this is Kelly and, and uh, Brandon. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. So, Mayor Harold Copenhaver on the phone with us uh, on the K Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families Inc. Man, how are you? Buddy, it, it's all good. It's all good. I've been really blessed. And, uh, you know, like uh, Bill Campbell said, that uh, we hit the ground running. And uh, obviously we're drinking from a fire hose, but that's all good. That means we're learning and, and uh, we're making adjustments to uh, continue to move the city forward. It's crazy because I've known you for, you know, quite a while now. We've seen each other all over town at different events. And, uh, you know, I see you every year when you come out and sing with A-State football and we always knew that Harold Copenhaver was a nice guy. He was community-minded. You had already done your time with community service and stuff like that as far as serving the community, not in a legal sense. Um, but here we are, and all of a sudden you are the mayor of the city of Jonesboro, a city where you've been for so many years of your life. What does that feel like as you wake up in 2021 knowing that you know, kind of you're responsible for what's happening in this city? Well, uh, let me just tell you, the community uh, has prepared me, and, and I feel blessed in that way. I mean, uh, they, they had enough faith to send me to the legislature, and then uh, my ability with uh, my background in insurance and uh, banking uh, has prepared me. But I can be honest with you, nobody knows what it's like until you actually <laughs> sit in the chair itself. And uh, we've got... Uh, a group of over 530 employees that I'm getting to know and understand and see how they work. And, and, and more importantly, they see how, um, what my vision is and moving forward. So in a situation like that, where there are so many employees, you know, we work in a small place where there's, you know, 20 something employees here at the radio station. Are you going to try to make time to go out and try to meet everybody individually? Do you go and and meet as a department? And how long is that going to take for you to go and, and tackle that? Because that's a big thing to tackle, uh, right here in your first year. Absolutely it is. And, you know, I've really been honored at this point. Um, we've, we've had several situations where many employees have been here 5, 10, 15, some even 30 years, and I make it a point for them. Uh, I want them personally to meet me and come up to my office 
uh, and we're doing that. But as well, as you mentioned, we're doing personal visits out in the field. Uh, I will be getting, of course, once the uh, weather kind of is a little bit more situated, uh, I'll be getting out in the field and working with them hand-in-hand to see what their daily duties are. But it's my job to really communicate with the community the importance and the role of these individuals that work for the city because they don't get a pat on the back. And it's important that I be able to do that and I have their back for them in the community. Let's go back and talk about the the process of campaigning, because I think it's interesting. You know, I've been a part and been close to, to family who's run for different things in the past. And I know the stress, it's stress on the person who's running. I know the schedule is really tough because you really are, are being pulled in so many different uh, different directions. People want you everywhere. But it's also stressful on the family. How did your family deal with the stress of you running for mayor? Well, it was actually their decision. Um, and as you, you know, and as I campaigned on, uh, family is, is my priority, faith and family and work and, and in that order. And so, um, when the opportunity came, it was a short window that we had, obviously I had run for uh, mayor in the past and then as a state legislator. Um, and it is very difficult on family. It stresses the family, social media, uh, can at times, um, be unfair. And um, those are just uh, situations that we have to work through. But I think it was said, and you used to work with uh, one of one of my children, and I think he said it very well in the fact that, you know, we are a family just like everybody else. Yep. And as I campaigned, I remained a father, I remained a grandfather, and I remained a husband. But more importantly, it's about including them as well in this process, and they were willing to do that. So, Brandon, uh, without them, I would not be sitting here today. Jonesboro Mayor Harold Copenhaver is on with us this morning. I told you while you were campaigning, again, we were at Arkansas State, and you were about to get up there and uh, sing the national anthem. I told you that (laughs) that the stuff that you had done commercial-wise and the stuff that I had seen that you had put out – was really top notch, and again, it was about your family and the shots of of you and your wife and you and the kids and the grandkids and all that kind of stuff. And it really seemed like you know that was the message, that you, one of the messages you wanted to run on. And then here we get to election night, and we see all of them in the background, and we're trying to see are you going to win? And the polls start coming in. Can you describe to me the feeling when the polls were coming in and you knew it was getting close? to them announcing you as the next mayor. What was that feeling like? Cloud nine. Um, and and again, it was more about the people that were in the room with me at that time uh, because they had put just as much blood sweat uh, in, in this uh, short election cycle that we had. Uh, it was very demanding. Um, and it was, I knew the work that once uh, that was announced, I knew the work ahead. Um, this is a large budget. Uh, it's a large responsibility, but more important, Brandon, the ability to really partner with people in the community that had reached out to me during the campaign that had not been involved before mm-hmm. so much in this community. And so the new excitement that's ahead, and we're already garnishing and working with those relationships, uh, and good things are ahead, Brandon. I'm excited. That's really what what that I'm looking forward to the future. And that's what that night provided me. So if we said, what's the vision as Harold Copenhaver sits at his desk today, 
What's the vision for the city? Is it uh, how do how do we get the economic growth? How do we bring more industry? How do we get more people to work? Is it all of that? Is there one thing you're focusing on? Because you know you can't do it all at once. Uh, what's kind of uh, at the front of the city vision for you? Well, I, I think uh, as you've already seen, we're taking baby steps. Uh, you know, I I am a businessman uh, with with the background of business and. It's important that if I start a project for the community that we know when we're going to start it, how much it's going to cost us, and the final result, um, I'm all about that. So if we start a project, I want the, the community to have trust in our leadership that we're going to be able to finish that project and the vision of that project. More importantly as well is to make relationships with our community partners. And, and I, I really believe in private public partnerships, um, and many have stepped up to the plate that, uh, again, as I mentioned before, that have not been involved before. And then there's always visionaries in our community, and it's important that they know that I'm here to support them uh, in moving forward. So, you know, from our health care to our university uh, to our industrial facilities, those are the things that people always see. But it's the small business owners and it's the individuals that really are the crux of this community that have grown up here that hire our ASU graduates that work with our high school students as they are growing up in our community. And those are people's visions um, that we need to use and, and, and prosper as we move forward. And it's already started that process. So as we speak to you this morning, I'm sitting here thinking, just hearing your voice and the way that you know, you're conveying the message that you really seem like, you know, you, you kind of have a, an idea and a vision and all that kind of stuff. It almost seems like this was a lifelong dream for you to be uh, the mayor of a city. When you were a kid, <laughs> did you ever think this was going to be something that was going to be humanly possible? Well, actually, as you say that public service, I, I was born at the Air Force Academy. My father served 24 years as, as a servant to our country. Uh, and this is public service. I feel it's in my heart. It always has been. Uh, there was a former senator that uh, really supported me and provided me the opportunity uh, to understand how it worked. But the community, uh, when I was elected in the legislature and working hard down there as I did, there was only one other job that I could provide more to my community and do more for my community, and that was Mayor of Jonesboro. And so now that they've provided me that opportunity, I'm going to give it my all, 150%, and I'm excited about it. I think if we go back and we reflect on the years that Harold Perrin was the mayor, we would think that he did a great job, and we saw a lot of growth for the city of Jonesboro. Uh, What is your relationship like with former Mayor Harold Perrin at this point? Well, I, you know, to go without saying, uh, Harold opened his door uh, once I was elected. And, of course, the door was always open. We've always had a strong relationship. Uh, and, and I've garnered his opinion uh, in many circumstances. Obviously, he already had the budget in play. And so he allowed me to make a few adjustments in the budget uh, moving forward that would much fit my vision uh, for doing so. But the good thing is, uh, Harold Perrin... Uh, uh, I'm supporting him in any way possible in this community. He loves this community. And the good thing is he's going to be a continued part of this community. And we will work together uh, on many, many projects in the future. 
Jonesboro Mayor Harold Copenhaver on with us this morning. You've mentioned a couple of times uh, being, I guess, the the fiscal responsibility and, and making sure that you're taking care of the monetary part of the city, which is obviously uh, there's a huge amount of money that comes through the city and that goes out through the city. Uh, do you think that your banking experience helped you prepare for this? Because as I look back, Harold Perrin, you know, uh, a career banker and really understood the fiscal responsibility of the city. And I would think that your banking experience at this point is is beneficial, too. Absolutely, it is. And it, it allows me the ability to understand uh, to where we're not start starting all a process all new. Um, I've, I've understood the process. I've been involved, uh, obviously, in the banking end with the city for many years. And so I know the, the venue. The great thing is that we have a wonderful team in, in place in our finance with Steve Pertee and um, all of his staff. It is our purpose is to, to garner uh, the taxpayer money uh, and be as tight with it as we can and get the most out of it as we can for the production of our community. And it is my vision as well to continue with transparency, to always speak forward. And I, and I will tell you this, when, when you see things that we're doing, you're going to know why we're doing them, what we're doing them for, and how much it's going to cost, and then the return that this community will receive from those. So, again, Jonesboro Mayor Harold Perrin on with this uh, – sorry, Harold Copenhaver had Perrin on the brain. Uh, I was I was texting Austin uh, the night of the election, right, because I saw the look on your face, and I knew how proud he must have been in that moment. Uh, and, you know, he was a, a great employee and, and still a great friend, so congratulations on grandbabies and all the excitement with that. Uh, but one, one of my favorite things about Austin that we learned while he worked here was the fact that he was a NASCAR fan, number one, and number two, he was a big fan of Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> so have you ever tried on the Darth Vader costume he had in his closet? I have not. I have not. Yet. And, and, and uh, that, to go without saying, he's also a Michael Jackson fan. So, yes. Uh, don't okay. forget that. <laughs> so, and, and then your musical prowess, you know, again, we have you every year come out and, and you guys sing at Arkansas State before the football game. And it's a big deal. And the, the crazy thing, the echo is there, you know, and your voice carries and all of that. But I was thinking about you this morning and thinking about you singing, and I wondered if maybe you would like to sing for the first time on the radio this morning. Oh, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> Here's, you know, can I, I, go I ahead. tell you what, I will have the group, though. We'll come and sing the national anthem for you some morning. How's okay. that? That'd be awesome. But I had a song I thought maybe would be good for you. Can I play it? And you can just tell me if you ever sang this when you were young, okay? <laughs> okay. I dude. apologize in advance. I can hear you singing Thank this you. song. Thank Here we go. <laughs> Sing it. it. My heart's on fire for Elvira. He's the low guy. Wait a minute. Wait. Are you ready? Go up. Go give giddy it to me. Up, giddy up. Giddy up. Giddy up. Wow. Wow. Giddy up. Giddy up. There you go. Okay. I knew you got it. it. You're the first. I knew it 100 percent that he'd give us that. Harold Copenhaver on with us this morning. Kelly has five questions. I know you're busy and we're taking up a lot of time, but five questions with the new mayor, Harold Copenhaver. Kelly, the floor is yours. Here we go. What's the most useless talent you have? <laughs> Did we just hear it? <laughs> wow. Uh, useless talent. <laughs> um, I can't play the drums. 
Okay. All right. Oh, wait a minute. No, I can't comb my hair. Oh, oh hang on. There you go. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, my goodness. Y'all are stumping me early. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done karaoke before? Proud Mary. Proud. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't right. expect that one. <laughs> the last show you binge, your favorite TV show? mayor <gasps> with ted dancing yeah right? that is good yeah yeah okay you can invite any three people to a fantasy dinner who are they oh my gosh oh wow raquel well <laughs> <laughs> uh let me see um president bush okay yeah. who else would it be what a um the Pope. All right. There you go. And then the last question. What was your very first impression of Brandon Baxter? Oh, not that. No, no, no. This is not the a very good one. first time you met him. Do you oh, remember? Gosh. Wrestler? Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. We got to go. We have to go. He We're busy. Is my mayor. <laughs> hey, man. We're really proud of you. And again, love to you and Thank your family. You. And if we can help you in any way, as as uh, you embark on this journey, let us know, okay? Y'all are awesome, and thank you so much. You know my door's open for you guys. Right, thank you. Jonesboro Mayor Harold Copenhaver on with us. The first time he's probably ever sang on the radio, the Oak Ridge Boys. We got that one. We have the exclusive. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning. Welcome to Wednesday morning. This is Arkansas's morning show, Brandon Baxter in the morning. It's also the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Teresa Book joins us on the phone this morning talking Special Olympics and the Polar Plunge, which is supposed to be happening in Paragould this coming weekend. Good morning, Teresa. How are you? Are you there? Hello, Teresa. Are you there? Maybe she's playing a trick on us. Let's try to call her back live on the radio. You want to try that? Yeah. Or you just hung up on her. I didn't hang up. I was waiting. <laughs> I'm not sure if she can hear us. <laughs> oh, this could be awkward. <clears throat> Good morning. There she hey. is. Teresa Book on with us this morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks. All right. So the Polar Plunge is uh, in Paragould is scheduled, supposed to be happening coming up on Saturday. But we do know there's you know the potential of rain and all that kind of stuff. But I wanted to talk in general about what the Polar Plunge does and how it helps the athletes of Special Olympics. Across the nation, the Polar Plunge is our signature fundraiser for Special Olympics Incorporated all over the country. Um, And this is an event that happens all over in January and February. This year, due to COVID, some of the plunges have been moved to March and April, which is what happened with the uh, Jonesboro Plunge. It was scheduled for last weekend. Yeah or actually uh, the 16th, and it has now been moved to March 13th, yeah. um, as well as the Batesville Plunge. But that's when uh, the Polar Plunge is when people make donations to see themselves or others jump in a body of water, whether it's a lake, a pond, a river, um, pool, and that um, benefits our athletes um, year-round. So um, the money that is raised from that helps our athletes you know, at events, health, Special Olympics, 
purchase items um, for the events, the equipment, the awards, uh, the places to hold the events. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, polar plunge is just a great way to mark something off the bucket list and say, "Hey, I support a great cause," which is Special Olympics. I can tell you firsthand because I've dealt with <clears throat> Special Olympics for a lot of years now. You know, since I've been doing. Uh, the morning show and stuff like that. And, and the great thing about it is, is the genuine joy you okay. see. Yeah. we're. Still, can you hear us? Teresa. Hmm. I think she's having some issues. Real yeah. Quick. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and uh, the special Olympics and the polar plunge. Again, it is going to be happening, uh, scheduled to be happening this weekend in Paragould at Crowley's Ridge state park. The goal is to raise somewhere around $20,000. And I can tell you firsthand from my experience with the Special Olympics that when you see the joy in the in the face and the eyes of the athletes and the people who are involved in this, uh, they have so much fun. Yeah. And it's it's something that they can talk about mm-hmm. and that they love to share the stories on and depending on the different activities that they do. And the idea that we can send these athletes out there and, and watch them compete, and yeah. even in situations where maybe you know the family couldn't afford to send the athlete – the Special Olympics and Special Olympics Arkansas is there to help out. So again, uh, the Polar Plunge is scheduled to be happening this coming Saturday. Registration is supposed to be at 11, and then the awards and the plunge are going to take place right around 1 o'clock. I've plunged before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've plunged when it was really cold, and the one thing that you're not prepared for is the fact that as soon as you hit the water, every ounce of breath is gone. <laughs> yeah. Have you done it before? No, have you experienced it? I have not. It's the craziest thing because I was actually very nervous about it. It's cold. It's kind of dreary and cloudy. And and you know the water's cold. And if the water's not cold enough, they're going to put ice in there to make it even colder. Oof. So you go in there and you're like, I just got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. Because people are watching and there's people lined up and they're dressed up and they're having all this fun. So you know you got to jump. It shocks your body. And, and you can't it? be the one who gets up there to the edge and doesn't do it. And I'm going to tell you, if you got to the edge and didn't do it, somebody would push you oh, in. Oh, 100%. So you might as well go on your own. But the first year I did it, I can't remember if I was dressed as a cheerleader or a model, oh, a female model. Uh-huh, I think course. it was a cheerleader. But I remember jumping in. And as soon as you hit that cold water, it's like, oh. <gasps> Everything freezes and you shoot out of that water so fast. And when you shoot out of the water, you're not getting out into 70 or 80 or 90 degree weather. It's still cold, but it's still for a great cause. Kelly said she would plunge if we're able to raise seven bucks. Oh, I think we could do that. (laughs) That We should do that. Yeah. We should have you plunge for the first time. We'll set a goal and we'll raise money for the special. Sounds good. But again, in Paragould, it's happening this coming weekend. Registration at 11 the awards and plunge are at one o'clock. If that changes based on the weather, which there is the chance of that, uh, stay tuned to Special Olympics Arkansas to find out more. And of course, we'll share the information as well. Teresa Book was on with us this morning. Little technical difficulty, I guess, uh, with the connection there on, uh, on the part of the phone systems and all that kind of different stuff. But Special Olympics Polar Plunge happening this coming weekend. It's the K Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. Brandon Baxter in the Morning presents Today in Pop Culture. All right, so today is January 27th, and today in pop culture in 1956, Elvis Presley put out a single that went on to be one of the songs he is probably most known for. Well, since my baby left me, well, I found a new place to dwell. Well, it's down at the end of Lonely Street at Oh, 1956 on this song. Today in pop culture in 1973, Stevie Wonder hit number one in the U.S. with this one. Ooh, that 
I mess up every song today. Today in pop culture in 1976, there was a spinoff of the TV show Happy Days that made their big debut on television. The show was called Laverne and Shirley. Wow. Today in pop culture in 1984, Michael Jackson was filming a Pepsi ad, and I still remember the story mm-hmm. in the headline news, because Michael Jackson's, well, his hair caught on fire mm-hmm. based on the pyro on the set of the uh, commercial. It was a big deal. They yeah. were filming a Super Bowl commercial. Today in pop culture in 1998, the Dixie Chicks released their album called Wide Open Spaces. Now they're known simply as the Chicks. The album Wide Open Spaces also featured this one. Pop culture in 2010, Steve Jobs unveiled the brand new Apple iPad and people went crazy. I had to have one too. Uh, today in pop culture in 2014, Billy Joel began a residency at Madison Square Garden in New York. Basically, he was going to perform there every single month as long as people showed up. Kelly, who started the fire? Ryan started the fire. Billy Joel. Or maybe Christy Brinkley started the fire. I don't know. about that? And today in pop culture in 2018, Camila Cabello hit number one in America with a song I think we have all probably sang a couple hundred times. Havana, Havana. She left Fifth Harmony. People thought, is that a good idea or not? One year later, she hit number one with Havana. Camila Cabello. Today is January 27th, and that is Today in Pop Culture. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And y'all, the K-Fun Breakfast Club is powered by Families Inc. Counseling Services. We have our buddy on the phone. He is the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. Man's best friend, our best friend, and the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Good morning, Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare. Good morning. Hello. How are you this morning, man? Doing great. We're doing all right. Hey, we just had the mayor of Jonesboro singing Elvira. Yes. So, do you think there's any chance if I played that song that you would sing Elvira? No. I can't carry it in a bucket. <laughs> so singing isn't one of your hidden talents? Not one of my hidden talents. All right. So we get uh, we get Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on the phone. We do Wet Nose Wednesday. We talk about our animals and, and all the different things that they go through. My wife, uh, she was kind of fired up at the dogs a couple of days ago. Our backyard was kind of wet and from all the rain and stuff. So she was going to let them go in the front yard and go to the bathroom. And Doc, she said that they all at the same time, all three, decided they had to do their business in the front yard. 
And as they all hit the position, the pose, it's almost like they're posing for oh, an artist. Yeah. Uh, of course, the neighbors drive by. And it's almost like we set it up. And she's like, what in the heck is up with the dogs doing that? Is there something like once one of them goes, do the other ones see that and think, oh, I think I need to go too? Or did it just all, was it like nature called all at the same time? Well, they probably all needed to go if they'd been inside for a while. But there are, you know, there probably is some mimicking of behavior. I know when I let my two little dogs out, my first one goes and urinates, and the other one comes right up behind her, sniffs it, and urinates in the exact same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, so. T- tell me about why they do that because ours do that too. Like if we're going, if we're going to take the dogs on a walk, let's say Charlie goes and pees, Nash has to pee on the exact same spot. You know, it's a it's a marking behavior. Uh, males and females, uh, urine has an, an odor to it, and a lot of dogs will use that to mark their territory. And uh, you know, it may be kind of a, a one up upmanship where it's like, well, if you're going to claim that spot, I'm going to claim on top of it. So I think they do it because of that. But it's weird because sometimes like we'll see them go to the bathroom and it looks like they've completely emptied their bladder and within 30 seconds they're doing that. Oh, they always retain a little urine. I think just for that reason, as a marking, you know, as a marking system. I'm glad that humans don't mark our territory like dogs do. No, we do. Wives do. We do. You see I this do. right here on my on my finger? This is <laughs> a marking system. I'm talking about with, with that system. <laughs> oh, the pee. Like, I'll show you. <laughs> if yeah. you ever drive by my house and you look between the fence and the house where you can see me and my back's to you, uh-huh. that's my spot where I sometimes mark. Yeah. You're telling everybody <laughs> this is your house. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, if I want to take over your house, I'm going to come pee on the front no. door. <laughs> well, it's a, it, that that spot's a lot closer than walking all the way the, to the end of the house to the bathroom, so it's just easier. Yeah, and for some reason, boys like peeing outside. They do. Yeah. I guess it's part of our animal uh, nature. I guess. Must be. So as we get set, yeah, give us an update because all you know, you always come in and give us different things that are happening in the animal population. What are you uh, seeing and researching as we head into this week? You know, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but I, I came across an article about it or something in the past few days, and I actually had this condition myself many years ago, um, probably 30 years ago. But um, there's a disease called cat scratch fever, and it's a real disease. And uh, there's a great song about that, too. Yeah. Uh, there it is. So you're telling me you actually had cat scratch fever? I did. Yeah, I was just out of veterinary school, and uh, and I probably acquired it from my own cat. And the way you get this is from a from a scratch, obviously, or a bite, or even if your cat licks you and you have an open wound, uh, it can transfer a bacteria called Bartonella. And uh, probably about forty percent of cats have this bacteria. At some point in their life, it's more common in kittens. The cat may not actually, they can get sick from it, but a lot of times they're just carriers of the bacteria. And the bacteria comes from fleas. It's usually in the flea dropping. So when a cat grooms itself or scratches, um, you know, at a itch on the skin, it, um, you know, either gets this bacteria under uh, on its nails, on its claws, or, you know, in the mouth. 
And so it usually takes a little scratch or a puncture wound, you know, and a lot of times this can be just your cat or kitten playing with you. Mm -hmm. And that inoculates the bacteria under your skin. And usually within about two weeks, you know, anywhere from three to three to 14 days, you'll get a little, um, a little bump, a little pustule or papule on your skin. And I remember that's what happened on mine is on the back of my hand. And then about a week later, I got a headache, I ran, ran a fever, and I had a lymph node in my elbow on that uh, affected arm that got real swollen. And I went to the doctor, and he said, yeah, you got cat scratch fever, and put me on a round of antibiotics and um, took care of it. And usually it's kind of self-limiting, uh, but you can get, you know, it almost felt like I had the flu and uh, felt a little nauseated. I was ran a fever for a few days and headache off and on and um you know where it can become uh more serious is if a person has a weak immune system an elderly person or somebody on medication that tends to you know make you susceptible to bacterial conditions so um you know just another indication on why flea control is important on your pet uh, especially on in, in the situation of cats and uh, you know keeping your cats claws trimmed, you know, can help prevent that. And, uh, but, but it is, it's definitely a condition and it's fairly common. Fortunately, antibiotics can take care of it. And, you know, it's usually uh, not a very long course in a person. Again, it's cat scratch fever. Is there anything similar that uh, like a dog scratch fever or something similar? I don't know of anything uh, exactly like that. Of course, you know, it just shows us that there are a lot of conditions our dogs and cats have and it may not necessarily make them sick but they can transfer them to us and that's called a zoonotic disease where it occurs in animals but it's transmissible to a person so you know anytime you feel like you have something immediately get yourself you know examined and uh, you know keep your keep your dog and cat in the best uh, health possible and you can avoid a lot of these things. The best spot to do that is at VetCare on Parker Road in Jonesboro. They're right next door to the radio station. And, y'all, he is the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend, our best friend, and the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. And once again, man, as we do every week, we appreciate your time. Hey, thanks. Good talking to you. All right. You too, man. Have a great week. You too. Dr. Kevin Reed, VetCare, right next door, Parker Road in Jonesboro. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So today is the birthday of the country star Tracy Lawrence, right? And we were doing the birthday deal early this morning, and we came across his song, Find Out Who Your Friends Are. You'll find out who your friends are. Somebody's going to drop everything. Run out and crank up their car. Get the gas, get that fast, and stop the thing. What's ever for me? Or it's way too far. They just show on up with a big old heart. You find out who your friends are. So I thought today we could do something nice, right? We could tag our friends who we think would always be there, the ones who literally would drop everything. Yeah, and for some people, it's like just a handful of people. No, and for some people, they might be lucky to have one. Yeah. Like if you had one call and you needed somebody you knew would answer mm-hmm. and you knew would be there to help, who would it be? Find out who your friends are. Kelly. 
you have one call. Let's say uh, you're locked out of your car uh, at the store. It's raining or, or snowing like it's doing right now. And you need somebody to come and pick you up. Who do you call? Well, it's automatically my husband, Joe. Well, take him out of it. Uh, I would say, gosh, if it has to be, I, I would say my friend Amanda. Amanda. She would be the one who would drop everything and get there fast. And she'd never ask what's in it for me or, oh, no. that's way too far. Right, yeah. She'd just show on up with her big old heart. Yes. Find out who you're. It may take are. her a few minutes to get there because she'd probably put her makeup on first. Uh, but no. she would be there. You can't let her leave you outside. Who would I call? I think gosh. I would call. I think I would call my father-in-law. He would be the one who would be there right off the bat. That's nice. Jeffrey Lee. Jeffrey Lee would be there. He would drop everything. Jeffrey would, Lee is a sweet man. He would get there fast. He'd never ask what's in it for him or it's way too far. He'd well, just he told me up. one time he feels sorry for you. Well, so. that's probably mostly true. <laughs> but Jeff Presley would be the guy. Who is your person? Who is the one that if something happened, the one friend you could turn to who you know would be there for you? We have it up on Facebook this morning. Facebook.com slash Brandon Baxter in the morning. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream has a brand new flavor. Have you ever eaten Jenny's ice cream? No, I've never heard of that. Have you never seen I it? I thought you were making it up. No, it's Jenny's Splendid okay. Ice Cream. You've never seen the container no. or anything have like you? that? Have uh, you? No, I buy cheap ice cream. Right. Did I buy the most generic stuff you can buy? I mean, it's just chocolate. I buy chocolate. No, no. I want chocolate. We're not going to get into that, but it's not the same. Yeah, most of it is. So Jenny's ice cream has a new flavor I wanted to give you a heads up on, and you can tell me if this sounds like something that you would like. The newest flavor is the Everything Bagel ice cream. So basically, they have the, the flavors mixed together. The flavor punch is a sweet cream cheese base. With sesame seeds, poppy seeds, onion, and garlic. Plus, there's also chunks of streusel. No. In there. <laughs> Does it sound good to you? I don't know why, but I don't think that garlic should be on something that's cold. Garlic and onion and poppy seeds <laughs> and sesame seeds in your ice cream. Mm mm. I don't know. Can you, who would like that? Do you know anybody who would like it? It's got to be something that they've, some kind of study that they've done with taste buds and there's some kind of, you know, some flavor that brings out another flavor mm. or something, but I, mm -mm. 12 bucks a pint if mm. you want to try it. It's kind of expensive too. Yeah. So I bought trail mix uh, the other day and then somebody actually gifted us some trail mix and this was the one with the nuts in it and there's like the M&Ms and you know, the, the raisins. And the great thing about it was, is Leslie and Kai are like, I don't like raisins. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I wouldn't just go buy raisins. Yeah. I wouldn't go buy them and just hang out and have raisins. But I'll tell you this. Yeah. The fact that when you're eating the the handful of the trail mix and the raisins are in there, the flavor does bring something out There's with something the peanuts and, it, yeah, and the chocolate. So anyway, Jenny's ice cream. The new flavor is everything bagel. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's podcast, we have the new mayor of the city of Jonesboro, mm -hmm. Harold Copenhaver, on the show with us. And we talked through the city and the vision and him running and campaigning and his family and Darth Vader. And, and he sings for us. And if you don't believe us, you're going to have to go back and check it out on the podcast. Yep. It's on the podcast today. If you want to go check it out, plus a whole bunch more, it's the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The big interview with Dan Rather, 
Randy Travis and his wife, Mary. Oh, wow. That should be neat. The Price is Right at Night, The Masked Dancer, Name That Tune. Tonight's schedule also includes Riverdale, Chicago Med, Nancy Drew, SEAL Team, Chicago Fire, SWAT for Life, and Chicago PD. All right. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.